the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Monday, May the 16th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today on May 16, 1943, the nearly month-long Warsaw Ghetto Uprising came to an end. German forces crushed the Jewish resistance, blew up their synagogue, reducing it to ashes. I've talked a lot about that because I have been there and I've known some of the people, some of the children of some of the people that actually participated in that uh, uprising. It was a horrific, horrible thing. The Nazis prevailed in the end, and it was uh, it only got what was tragic got worse. But anyway, that uh, pretty much came to an end today, May 16, 1943. Today in 1770, Marie Antoinette, 14 years old. She married the future King Louis XVI of France. He was 15 years old. Today in 1866, Congress authorized minting of the first five-cent piece. It was known as the Shield Nickel. Today in 1939, the federal government began its first food stamp program in Rochester, New York. Today in 1957, federal agent Elliot Ness he organized the Untouchables team that took on uh, gangster Al Capone. Elliot Ness died in Pennsylvania today. He was 54 years old. His kind of his legacy lived on. There was a TV show, Elliot Ness and the Untouchables, and all. There was a movie. I think there was a movie about it. And so that uh, story lives on. Elliot Ness himself died today in 1957, 54 years old. Today in 1960, the first working laser was demonstrated at a Hughes Research Laboratory in Malibu, California. Today in 1966, China launched the Cultural Revolution, a radical as well as a deadly reform. It was aimed at purging the country of counter-revolutionaries. In other words, getting rid of everybody who disagreed with the power structure. We don't have that in America, but we have those among us whom I believe personally would like to do that. Everyone that does not embrace homosexuality should be out. Those who do not embrace abortion on demand, out. There is that idea, there is that spirit in America today. Unfortunately for us and unfortunately for them, there are restrictions that keep them from going all out. But there is that spirit that's among us today in our culture. And it can be very disturbing and very upsetting. I mean, a lot of people, there's just every day when I look at the news to prepare for this program, I see more and more articles on how many people and how deeply they are being affected emotionally and how many people are distressed and suicides are up and 
and there's all kinds of mental issues related to what's going on in our world and what's going to happen and all of this kind of thing. I have a word for you from a higher authority, from the Lord. It's Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If we trust in the Lord and keep our mind focused on God, oh, I don't mean to the exclusion of living our lives, but in the daily going about of living our lives, whatever that involves to you, you may be working, you know, two jobs, 10-hour shifts, I mean, whatever. You may be in a rocking chair somewhere. It doesn't matter where you are or what we're doing. What matters is just keep your mind and your heart focused on the Lord because you trust him. He will keep you in perfect peace if you'll just stay focused on the Lord. Man, even I understand that. So do you. So let's do it. Let's keep focused on the Lord as we look at what's happening in our world today. For some, the option is to just say, I don't want to know anything that's going on. I want to check out. And I'm not overstating that. I mean, I hear people write to me and make that statement to me. It's like, we shouldn't be talking about these things. This this is not helpful. (laughs) Ignorance is never helpful. And ignorance is not what God would have his people to... It's not a state he would have us live in. We must be informed. God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, but we must have certainly knowledge of his word, but we must have knowledge of what's going on in our culture and understanding. Then we can be the effective salt and light that God has called us to be. And so we must be. But keep in mind, there is a greater power. Almighty God, he's real and he is in control. Don't forget that. Justice Clarence Thomas is the longest serving sitting member of the Supreme Court. I remember as though it were yesterday. I guess that says more about me than he, but it seems like just yesterday. He was fighting with a hotshot egomaniac who was the uh, who was the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. His name was Senator Joe Biden. Uh, And Biden was trying to get rid of him, like he had done with the nominee of uh, Judge Bork and others. He didn't succeed with Clarence Thomas, but he almost did. He tried. But Justice Thomas was, was said to be a conservative, and we all hoped he would be, and boy, our hopes were not, were not lost. He certainly is. He's a, he's a, constitutionalist, he's a conservative, and yet, as I said, it seems like only yesterday that he was placed on the highest court in the land, but nonetheless, he declared Friday that the publication of a draft majority opinion, the one we've been talking about, about abortion, he said, whoever, whoever leaked that to the public, he said it has permanently damaged trust within the nation's highest court. And he said, it's a symptom of a broader decline in America's institutions. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that decline in America's institutions and what that looks like and how that is impacting us on many fronts in our life today. 
He was speaking at a conference in Dallas, Texas on Friday when he said this. He kind of wondered out loud about it. He said, I wonder how long we're going to have these institutions. The consequence of this broader decline is the loss of these institutions. Now, I don't think that we as Americans should commit ourselves to saving our institutions, but our institutions are in place for certain reasons. And our founders were pretty clear-thinking people, primarily, in my view, because they were highly educated and well-informed. But they understood their need for God. And repeatedly, and I know I say this often, but it, it is not mentioned in the culture much anymore, uh, because education has blotted out God, for sure, at least the God of the Bible, not other false gods like Mohammed and all these guys. But they certainly go to great lengths in public education to block out, white out, as we used to say in the days of typewriters, to get rid of God out of the marketplace, out of the education, out of the home, really, and out of the culture. They just don't want, they could say, well, I'm a devout Christian, but I don't believe we need to separate church and state and all this kind of nonsense. But I will tell you that there is that constant, like the dripping on the stone, the wearing down of the resistance to try to get rid of God in a culture that was founded on the principles of God, this nation. So it's important that we keep that in focus. And as long as the Lord gives me a place to say it and the breath to say it with, I'll keep saying those things because it is tremendously important that we and our children and our grandchildren understand that. This nation is exceptional. It doesn't matter what Barack Obama says about it. He tried to poo-poo that as many times as he could. And he finally, when he would get put in a corner, he said, and I'm quoting him because I've quoted him before I remember what he said. He said, well, they said, do you really think America, a, a, a news guy, a, a journalist asked him, said, do you really think America is exceptional? And he said, well, you know how he would kind of shuck and jive. And he said, well, he said, I think every person thinks their country is exceptional. Uh, That set off the alarm. I've been in many, not all, but many countries of the world. They don't think their country is exceptional. They live day to day thanking God every day, the Christians, for a a cornmeal to make a a taco out of or whatever. I've been there. So that isn't true. But he said, like Greece, who was going through some severe financial concerns at the time, facing bankruptcy as a country. And he said, like Greece, he said, I suppose the Greeks think their country is exceptional. That was his answer. That's the best he could do when pressed. No, this country is exceptional because of the foundations, which resulted in the institutions. Our founding fathers said they were they very intentionally infused the principles of God and Christianity into the institutions of our nation. Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, has a very clear view of that and a right view of it. And he says that as we destroy our institutions, he said we are going into a broader decline. Speaker Pelosi, she (laughs) second in line to the presidency of the United States, just behind Kamala Harris. That's frightening. That's terrifying. She's advocating for further decline, really. Saturday, Saturday, it took only 180 minutes, 180 minutes after that horrific shooting in Buffalo, New York, killing 10 people, injuring at least three, 
Only 180 minutes till the Democratic Party was calling for more gun control in America, saying, see, we told you, we got to get rid of the guns. Yesterday afternoon, a shooter wounded multiple people at Geneva Presbyterian Church in Laguna Woods. That's in Orange County in Southern California. It's been in the news. I know you've heard that. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. I'll come back to that in a few minutes. But I want to talk more about what Clarence Thomas said. I do not think what happened at the court, or he said, I do think what happened at the court is tremendously bad. Those are his words. He was at a discussion at a conference for black conservatives in Dallas, Texas. He said, I wonder how long we're going to have these institutions at the rate we're undermining them. And then I wonder when they're gone or destabilized, what we will have as a country. And I don't think the prospects are good if we continue to lose them. He said, when you lose that trust, especially in the institution that I'm in, it changes the institution fundamentally. You begin to look over your shoulder, (laughs) Justice Thomas said. He said, it's kind of like infidelity that you can explain it, but you can't undo it. Thomas said that before the release of the draft opinion, he considered that sort of disclosure unthinkable. So did the rest of us. But of course, we're not on the court. I would have never imagined that somebody would leak that from the Supreme Court. Thomas said, if someone said that one line of one opinion would be leaked by anyone, you would say that's impossible. No one would ever do that, Thomas said. He said that was verboten. It was beyond anyone's understanding or at least anyone's imagination. But it did happen. He also noted that the, the fact that the Supreme Court justices' homes and families are now being targeted by demonstrators, including his own, because things apparently are not going to go the way they want them to go on abortion. That would never have happened in the past. The demonstrations of all six originalist, constitutionalist justices' homes would have never, never been demonstrated in front of right at their front gate, hundreds in some cases, over the weekend. He's right. But he said demonstrations should never happen. They would have never happened in the past. Well, actually, it's against the law to do that. And secondly, we're a nation whose children have been indoctrinated under the guise of education to basically hate America. I don't think anyone questions that, that has a clear mind, Progressives don't tend to have clear minds, but most conservatives do. What they've been telling our kids, do they think there is no consequences to what they've been teaching our children in in, in uh, public education through college and university? Hate America. America wasn't founded in 1776. It was founded in 1619 when the first slave ship arrived at the Virginia coast and all this kind of stuff. The symptoms of this broader decline that Thomas was talking about are everywhere. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, who unfortunately, as I said earlier, is second in line to the presidency. (laughs) Again, that's terrifying, man. She had harsh words for the Supreme Court Sunday. She was telling CNN yesterday, this Dana Bash that's on there, I mean, hardly anyone listens. That's the good news to CNN, but some do. There's, I don't know. 
a few hundred thousand people, but it's pathetic. But they continue. They soldier on. But they have this show called State of the Union. She was telling, Nancy Pelosi was telling this Dana who hosts that, that Trump-appointed justices have made the judiciary dangerous to freedom. These are her words. She's Speaker of the House. Powerful woman, as I said, second in line to the Oval Office. Supreme Court is dangerous to freedom? Yep, that's what she says. She said the Supreme Court of the United States is actually, I'm quoting her, anti-freedom and it's Trump's fault. She said, who would have ever suspected, I'm quoting Nancy Pelosi, who would have ever suspected that a creature like Donald Trump would become president of the United States, waving a list of judges that he would appoint, therefore getting the support of the far right, that would be you and me, for the most part, at least me, I hope you, getting the support of the far right and appointing those anti-freedom justices to the court. This is the Speaker of the House on television yesterday. Who would have ever suspected a creature like Donald Trump? Wow. She continued, CNN, she said, let's not take our eye off the ball. The ball is the court, which is dangerous to the freedoms of our country. Further suggesting that the court would also rule against marriage equality. They have all these buzzwords. I mean, it's just amazing. You got you have to learn kind of a, a parallel um, a context of words to be able to understand what they're saying. They, they sort of have this code that they speak by. I mean, really, they do. And, and you just have to pay attention to what they're saying to know what they really mean. And this, oh, you know, this marriage equality and, and, and you know, women's health care, that means abortion and it doesn't mean giving a woman a aspirin because she has a headache or whatever. I mean, it's about abortion. So anyway, her intention is not merely to uphold Roe v. Wade, but to destroy the Supreme Court as we've known it. Clarence Thomas was talking specifically about those kinds of things. She told CNN in conclusion, she said, the fact is, this is a dangerous court to families to the freedom in our country, and that's why people have to mobilize. And she said, my saying is, quote, we don't agonize, we organize. Well, they are organizing, and they're mobilizing, and it's all done out of anger and hate and outrage. And they're demonstrating in front of the originalist Supreme Court justices' homes. Republicans and even some Democrats are crying foul. Clarence Thomas calls it bullying in another place. He didn't say that Friday evening, but he said it somewhere else over the weekend. He said, in an attempt to get the justices to change their mind on Roe v. Wade, they're bullying us. What about that? That was one of their main things, the left. Anti-bullying. Remember that? It went through the public schools and all the classrooms. I had all these seminars on bullying and all that. You never hear that word anymore because they're now the bullies. So you never hear that. You don't hear the word tolerance anymore from the left either because they are very intolerant. They always have been, but the pretense of tolerance is now gone. Forget that, move that word out, erase it, delete it. We're on to the next word game. Even the Washington Post admits that Democrats have been forced into a tough spot because they keep saying the White House is saying that such protests by abortion rights allies are okay as long as they remain peaceful, but they're not okay. Even the Washington Post is saying, man, don't say that, you guys. Come on, let's get our act together. Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he told The Post, 
There are protests three, four times a week outside my house. He said, that's the American way to peacefully protest. It's okay. Well, it's not okay, Chuck. You need to read some of the things you're supposed to represent in the Senate, like the law. It isn't okay. It's illegal. And the Post admits it. They say it's probably illegal to demonstrate at a justice of the Supreme Court's house, regardless of how peaceful it is. That's the Washington Post. And boy, they're all in on the Biden administration and the left and all that. The law was created, the law they're referring to was created in 1950. It's it's um, what it's called, I'll, I'll read the title of it. it it's 18 U.S. Code 1507-Picketing or Parading. That's the law. And it states what these guys are doing is illegal. The law says, um, whoever with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impending the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States, or in or near a building of residence, occupied, residence, occupied, or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent uses any sound truck or similar device or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any such building or residence, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. That's the law. Nothing in this section, the law concludes, shall interfere with or prevent the exercise by any court of the United States of its power to punish for contempt. So these people at least are in contempt of that law. The New York Times says yesterday, but the debate underscores the divisions in our country that cannot even agree on how and when to protest in disagreements. They're talking about that law. And it foreshadows a potentially more confrontational period this summer if the court issues a final opinion that overturns the right to abortion. This summer will be a summer of outrage and and chaos. I can tell you that. Ask about the protests outside Justice's home last week. Jen Psaki, she is the, has been the, the uh, press secretary. Friday was her last day. She's going to work for MSNBC now. Um, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, the, as of, as I said, as of through Friday, she, and she's gone. Her replacement is beyond description. And we'll talk about that one of these times. And I think I mentioned her the other day, but we'll talk more about her. She is a piece of work. But anyway, Saki said that she did not have a, quote, official U.S. government position on where people protest. She added that President Biden wanted people's privacy to be respected. But it would be more meaningful, in my view at least, to hear the President of the United States say he wants the laws of our land to be respected. If I know that's a law, doesn't he know that? I mean... Who am I? He should know this stuff or the people around him. The law should be respected. That's what the president should be saying, regardless of who it is. Or better yet, maybe they should suggest that maybe the law could be obeyed. This is a deeply dividing, polarizing issue. As much so as the issue of slavery 150-some years ago. This is not merely a political partisan issue. In fact, that comedian Bill, uh, Bill Maher, I, I don't watch those guys I mean, I, at all, but I know who he is. 
he's an HBO host now. He used to be on one of the networks. But he's a kind of a stand-up comedian, kind of a Johnny Carson type, but he's not like Johnny Carson. He's neither a Republican nor a conservative, but he was railing against these protesters on Friday. He said they, they're gathered in front of these conservative Supreme Court justices' homes, and he said that's illegal, and he said it should be enforced. He's one of them. He said they shouldn't be able to do that. He was reacting to what Jen Psaki had said. He criticized Psaki for... For, his, for replying, he said, but we do. He said, it's wrong. It's intimidation. It's against the law. This Bill Mayer. He said, it's not terribly violent, obviously, but would you want these protesters outside your house? <laughs> no, <laughs> most of us would not. I think it's only a matter of time until some deranged person becomes violent at one of these illegal, peaceful demonstrations in front of a Supreme Court justice. I wish I didn't think that, but I think it's very possible. They're setting the stage for this. Unfortunately, the left seems to be suggesting that demonstrations, although illegal, are okay. The President of the United States seems to be suggesting that. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, Paul wrote the mystery of iniquity, most translations put the word lawlessness there because the Greek word means lawlessness, doth already work. Saturday, an 18-year-old gunman, according to authorities, killed 10 people in a Buffalo supermarket. That's an unbelievable story, but it's there and it happened. And it's unfolding. It's a developing story, as they say. 10 people dead, three wounded at a Buffalo Tops friendly market in Buffalo, New York. This Peyton uh, Gendron was 18 years old. He drove about 200 miles to do his killing there from his home. Federal authorities were still working to confirm the authenticity of a 180 page document purportedly written by Gendron. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He said that his intent in this 180 page document some say it's 160, but anyway, it's a big document thing that he wrote. Some say that it says in there that he, his assault was intended to terrorize all non-white people and non-Christian people to get them all to leave the country. That isn't helpful when we have a predatory left in power in the United States, but that is the world we live in. A year ago, he had made some similar threats at his own high school, last June, in fact. He was 17 years old at the time. They interviewed him. The police interviewed him and said he had mental problems, and they released him. Do we have a gun problem? I don't think so. I think if it were not guns, it would be sticks, stones, knives, whatever, fentanyl in people's food. <clears throat> A spirit of lawlessness has nothing to do with guns. It has everything to do with the spirit and the intent of a person. And that's what we're facing in our world today. And there's only one answer to all of this. It is Jesus Christ. We need Christ in our hearts and in our culture. Long before Christ was born in a manger, the psalmist said in Psalm, in Psalm chapter 11, In the Lord I put my trust. But how say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to the mountain? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? 
The righteous can seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things are going to be dealt with in God's time. And he calls us to be faithful. Thank you so much for being here today, and thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.